How often do you stop to think about what God is like and who God is? The author, Christian writer, A.W. Tozer says that one of the most important things about you is the way you think about God, who you think God to be. He says that our lives come to be shaped by this belief. For example, if we believe God is all-powerful and all-loving, we'll be able to endure difficulty because we trust God is working for good and that he takes care of us. You see, when we hear about God, or anyone for that matter, we create a mental picture that we fashion to fit what we've heard. Then we come to see that person through that picture that we have shaped. Indeed, all of us house a gallery of these pictures, some from our, of our parents and siblings and friends, and we also have a, have a picture of God. So how does your picture, the one you have constructed of God, look? Now this is Monday, October 3rd, and we're going to stop here and look at our scripture for today. This is Genesis chapter 34, verse 5 to 8. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a gracious and merciful God, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but who will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Now these words were recorded by Moses and also spoken to Moses. They tell us about his encounter with the Lord after the Lord brought the people into the wilderness after they had left Egypt. We can imagine that this moment was both terrifying and at the same time, it must have been filled with wonder and even joy, too. Yes, we have, we have heard about God, but how would we feel if the Lord showed up? It'd be overwhelming. We just couldn't take it all in. But here the Lord pronounces his own name. Think of this. What must his name have sounded like? God speaking his own name in his voice. And then the Lord reveals to Moses his character. He's loving and faithful and forgiving. Yet he's also just and holy. He cannot turn a blind eye to sin or overlook injustice. Now this week, as we learn more how to engage the mission of God in our world, we return to who God is because his mission springs from his character. He made his world to reflect his character, and he made us in Him his image. So we should not be surprised to see his character echo across scripture and also through our world. For example, this is why every significant story in our world includes a struggle of good against evil. Whether it's a courtroom drama or a great epic story like the Lord of the Rings. This is because God is holy and just, and yet we gave evil a foothold in our world. And for this reason, we see the story of this conflict running from top to bottom in our world. But God is also loving, faithful, and good. And so we see the beauty of goodness and the hope that comes through healing and redemption. We can begin to see how our calling will shape up 
when we see that we are called to live from the kingdom of God in a world divided along the lines of good and evil. You see, I believe it is only the true story of Scripture that adequately explains the nature of the world in which we live, and only the character of God that tells us where our world is ultimately headed. Okay, I know that's conceptual, and we need to look at our lives practically. This is stuff we do every day. With God's own description of his glory and his character ringing in our ears, I want to look at another scripture. This is James chapter 1, verse 27. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Now here's the half-brother of Jesus, James, explaining what a true and living faith is. It is a life before the face of God, our Father. But notice that he says that our character is to be like that of God. We are not to conform our lives to the way the world does life, apart from God. He portrays the influence of the world as corrosive and destructive, a force that, well, we shouldn't give in to. And then he explains that our faith can be seen in the expression of it. Not what we say we believe, as much as how we live out what we believe. As one person said, a person who says he knows and doesn't do, doesn't know. Let me say that again. A person who says he knows and doesn't do, doesn't know. You see, this is what James is trying to tell us in his letter. A living faith, a faith that sees God as my Father, shows compassion to those who are hurting because this is who God is. This is his mission. This is the will of the Father. You see, for James, faith is faith in action. That is the reality for him. Knowing and coming to God means coming to share in his mission in the world. It means reflecting the character of God in what we do. And God is a God of compassion. We believe in him, and our lives are directed toward him and his kingdom. We help those in need. John says it as clearly and simply as that. So the mission of God is wrapped up in the character of God, and it's seen in the works of God, and then it's seen in those who believe in God and follow him. Let's pray together. Lord God, you are merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love to thousands, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Help us by your Holy Spirit to know you and to learn your ways and to live as your servants in the world. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.